pray this finds you doing well. Uh, we're looking forward to getting into this podcast today when it comes to um, this topic of faith and obedience. And last week, we uh, kind of took a little side road and looked at uh, just some things that I thought were concerning um, when it comes to maybe the Christian's perspective <clears throat> of uh, our walk, understanding that you don't have to be strong, um, that you don't have to have it all together. Um, and today we're going to be looking at a statement from E.M. Bounds that says, Obedience helps faith, and faith in turn helps obedience. And I think this is an important statement for us because when we look at things in our Christian life, <clears throat> very rarely do things stand alone. Um, you take salvation, for instance. Salvation is by grace through faith. It requires both. When we look at something like fasting, very rarely do you have fasting stand alone. It's usually always fasting and prayer. And the reason I think that that's important is because when we look at obedience and faith, I think we're going to find, and this is going to be kind of where we we end up at the end of this podcast is that faith and obedience actually feed off each other. See, when it comes to our prayer lives, a lot of times we think that all I need is to have faith. If I have enough faith to believe that God can and God will, then that's what's important. Now, yeah, faith is belief in God. Faith is belief that He hears, He can move, and He can do whatever is asked or requested. And that's important. We've got to have that kind of faith. Faith is very vital to our prayer lives. The problem is, is our prayer lives aren't just centered on faith alone. There's got to be obedience in there somewhere. See, obedience is just as important to faith. But I believe that there's a couple of things that we need to look at to help us to understand what obedience is. Um, because I think sometimes we think that obedience is just me doing things. I think that a better way of looking at it is this. Obedience is us actively participating in what God is doing in order for the benefit of our lives. Obedience is us actively participating in what God is doing to bring benefit to our lives. So when it comes to obedience and prayer, I think one of the first and most important things that we have is listening. I think sometimes obedience is us just being still and listening. And if there's one thing I think that we struggle with today in our society, it's truly hearing what someone is saying. Spending quality time listening and hearing someone. And I think that that, that kind of rolls over into our prayer life. I think that, and, and again, I, it's not that I'm trying to be disparaging in these remarks, but I think that because of such a lack of discipleship, 
A lot of people don't really understand prayer the way they need to. I think a lot of times that people think prayer is me just bowing my head, closing my eyes, and asking God for things. And that's just a small part of prayer. There's so many other facets that that prayer encompasses, and one of the biggest ones is listening. You know, I, I can't, for instance, if I look at my wife, I can't hold her accountable if all I do is just give her this big, huge list of information that I need her to do or that I want her to hear. And then as soon as I'm done telling her this big three-minute spiel of all this stuff that I've got to just look at her and say, all right, babe, love you, bye, and walk off. What did I really accomplish there? I may have been able to say a few things, but I really didn't accomplish anything because I never heard what her response was. I never heard her perspective on what I said. Um, I may have been asking her to do something, and she actually can't do that because she's so busy or because she already had something scheduled. And then I would come back later and say, but I told you I needed you to do this. But I never took the time to listen. See, I think that's what happens in our prayer lives. We're just constantly coming to God saying, God, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. And living in such a a society of instant gratification, you know, we're wanting God to have done what we asked him to do. We want him to do it yesterday. And we come back after, you know, 24 hours of prayer. And it's like, God, why didn't you do this? And I'm sure he's sitting there you asked me to do this, but you never did listen to my response. And I think sometimes we need to make sure that we we spend time listening. I think one of the best examples that we find in Scripture is one of my favorite people and one of the stories that I love, and that's Nehemiah. When Nehemiah heard about the destruction that took place and he heard about what his people were going through, it says in Nehemiah 1, I believe it's verse 4, he said, And he sat down and he wept and he prayed and he mourned and he fasted. He stopped what he was doing. He had an important role as the cupbearer to the king. But he stopped all of that. And he sat down and he just, he allowed himself to sit in the hurt. And you know, sometimes I think that we hear God best and we hear him the most clearly when we're struggling in the hurt. The problem is, is we want him to always take our hurt away. And listen, that's just human nature. That's human nature. We want God to take it away. I don't know of anybody who really loves to hurt. But sometimes we have to go through things that do hurt in order for us to learn more about ourselves and to learn more about God. I know here recently I've had to, uh, when school started, I had to take my youngest son and he had to get some um, shots and he had to get his finger pricked when he went to the doctor. And I remember when we went, he asked me, he said, Daddy, do I have to get any shots today? And I said, honey, I said, honestly, I don't know. I said, I would go ahead and tell you to prepare that you might. And of course, he gets really anxious and... He would ask me this question over and over. Daddy, is it going to hurt? 
Now, there's part of us as parents, we always want to protect our children and say, oh, no, honey, it won't hurt. But I looked at him and I told him, I said, yes, honey, it's going to hurt. But it only hurts for, a, for just a second. It's when they, they put the needle in and then it's all over with. They do it really quickly. And so it's just a very short amount of pain, a very short amount of hurt. And I don't, I don't want, as a parent, I don't want to see my children go through hurt. I don't want to see them suffer. I don't. But sometimes there's things like shots that they have to get in order to give them a vaccine to protect them. Listen, I had chicken pox when I was a, a child. I actually had chicken pox at Christmas time. And I can still remember it. Santa was going to be at the Sears. And we had planned on going, and I ended up with chicken pox. And it was miserable. You know what? I don't want my son to have chicken pox. So I'm glad there's a vaccine that he can get it. So I would gladly allow him to have that very momentary hurt of a vaccine to prevent him from having the long-term hurt of the chicken pox like I did. And I think sometimes it's not a matter of us trying to get out of the hurt. It's a matter of us just sitting with God in the midst of the hurt. And so what I did is when he would have the shots, I would sit there right with him. I would have my arm around him and I would just constantly reassure him. Honey, daddy's right here with you. You're such a big boy. I'm so proud of you. And before you know it, it was it was over. And he would just say, daddy, it hurt a little bit. And during that period of time, he listened very carefully to me. And I think sometimes when we're in our times of prayer, we spend so little time listening to God. But if we spent just a little bit more time listening to him, I think that we would find that a lot of the hurt we're walking through and a lot of the difficulties we're walking through, they would be minimized. And we would learn a whole lot more through them if we just allowed us the time to, to, to stop the busyness. Be like Nehemiah. Just stop the busyness and allow ourselves to just really hear from God. Now, listening is not the only thing. Sometimes listening is part of the equation, and that is God wants us to be part of the answer to the prayer. See, that's part of the obedience. One part of obedience is listening. I think another part of obedience is listening to our prayers and seeing how God wants us to be part of it. I'll give you an example. I think sometimes we know that certain people are hurting or certain people are struggling, whatever it may be. And I think what happens is we will spend some time in that prayer and say, okay, God, I want you to bless so-and-so. Well, what if we changed our prayer and say, God, do you want me to be part of blessing so-and-so? And, and the reason why I say that is because what that does is that changes the prayer. That changes the prayer from, God, I want you to do something and I'm just going to be fine by praying for it because that's kind of what I'm supposed to do, to instead saying, God... I want this person to be blessed. And do you want me to be part of that? Do you want me to be the vessel that you use to bless that person? 
See, that changes the whole dynamic of the prayer now. Because now what you're saying is, God, I want to be an active participant. I want to make sure that I'm obedient. I want to make sure that I'm part of this prayer. And see, that changes that dynamic. And then sometimes... The obedience is listening. Sometimes the obedience is being part of the answer to the prayer. And sometimes the obedience is to go. And I think this one is probably the one that terrifies people the most because what I found in being in ministry for over 20 years is this, that for some reason, everyone believes that when they say, God, I'm willing to go wherever you want me to go, he's always going to send you to the deepest, darkest part of Africa. I have no idea why, but we have conjured that up in our head and we believe that with all our hearts, that we're going to the deepest, darkest parts of Africa. And I can tell you this, I have been blessed to serve in Africa and it was some of the best memories I've ever had in my life. I was blessed to go on a mission trip and I I loved what I've seen God do and that's some of the best memories I have. And so what we're finding from this in the sense of Sometimes our obedience is listening. Sometimes our obedience is is being part, an active participant in the answer to the prayer. Sometimes it's going. The point of obedience is to put our faith into action. See, that's the whole point of what obedience is. And, And the reason why I say that is because you cannot have faith alone by itself and expect anything to happen. Unactive faith cannot grow. A really good example of that is this. I love to garden. And I especially love corn. And so here I've got this seed in my hand, this corn seed. If I just keep it in my hand, I can tell you all day long, look at all the corn seed I got right here. But it's not going to matter because that corn seed will never turn into a corn stalk that produces ears of corn from my hand. There are some requirements that that seed needs in order to be able to grow. That seed needs good soil. It needs sunlight. It needs water. It needs to make sure that it has all of these ingredients in order for it to grow. There has to be a balance. And it's the same way in our Christian walk. You can have all the faith in the world, but if you don't have any obedience to that faith, it's useless. So what you've got to have, the obedience that we have, is what puts our faith into action. When we want to be obedient and we want to serve, what happens is our prayer lives change. If you want to see, and please hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying this to make you feel bad or whatever, but sometimes I think that we need to be able to... uh, Sometimes I think we need to hear our own selves. So this is what I'd, l- I'd like for you to do to be able to find out what is your level of obedience. And what, th- this is a good way. Sit down and as you pray, if, if you're able to do this and able to just kind of hear yourself pray, or if you need to, to write down your prayer request, I encourage you to do this for this reason. Look at how much you're praying for God to do. And then look at how much you're saying, God, I want to be part of this with you. So what do you mean? All right, here's an example. 
God, I pray for the unsaved that you would help them to recognize they need you as a Savior. All right? Or are you saying, God, I know there's so many unsaved out there. Would you please give me an opportunity to be able to share my testimony today? See, in one of those prayer requests, you're asking God to do it all. And you're saying it that way because that's the right thing to do as a Christian, but it keeps you from being an active participant. The other one says, God, I recognize what's going on and I want to be part of the solution. God, I know that, you know, Sally down the road is having a very tough time right now. God, I ask that you bless her. Or, God, I know Sally's been through some awful difficult things lately. And I want to come alongside and help. Can you give me some some understanding of how I can do that? Lord, do I need to do I need to cook some food? Lord, do I need to send a phone call and just say, "Hey, I'm praying for you and pray for her over the phone." Do I need to do a visit? God, can you just give me some wisdom and guidance as to how you want me to come alongside and encourage her? See, again, there's a major difference in those two prayers. One is I want God to do it all and I'm do, I'm saying it because it's the right thing to do. The other one is I want to be an active participant. See, what obedience does is obedience doesn't let us off the hook with just simply praying for the, the right things because it sounds good. What obedience does is obedience says, okay, I have enough faith that God can. And if God will, I want him to let me be a part of this. See, faith must be pushed. It must be active. It must be tested. And obedience is what pushes that. See, faith and obedience, as we said at the beginning of this podcast, faith and obedience feed off each other. What they do is your faith feeds off its obedience and it strengthens your faith. Your obedience feeds off its faith and it makes you want to be more obedient. And so they keep you in perfect balance to where you're not you know, overly faithful and under-obedient or vice versa. You're not just out there doing things with no faith behind them. In essence, this is what it does. When your faith and obedience are balanced the way they're supposed to be, you are an active participant in kingdom work and kingdom growth because you are being productive with your time. You're not out there just doing a bunch of stuff in the name of Jesus, but you're being very specific. As a military Uh, perspective. You're not doing a shotgun approach. You're doing a sniper rifle approach. So you can do a shotgun and just spray and hit all kinds of stuff, or you can pinpoint your target. And I think that a lot of times what we do, especially in our prayer life, is we just do this shotgun approach to where I'm going to pray for this, 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 and this, and I want God to fix it rather than us just saying, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? And spend that time listening and saying, God, what do you want to do in my life today? How do you want me to be part of the solution in these situations? And then that changes the whole dynamic of our prayer life now. Because what we're doing is we're spending more time trying to focus on, okay, God, how how can I come alongside and be a part of what you're already doing? And what that does then is that makes us more productive in our Christian walk. Rather than us just kind of meandering around through the day and I wonder if I'm doing what God wants me to do and, you know, I wonder if God wants me to do this. We're very strategic. 
You know, one of the things that I find about Jesus in Scripture is Jesus was never random. Jesus was very specific and Jesus was very strategic in everything that he did. And I think too often what we are is we're very random. We just kind of just randomly throw things out there and it's like, okay, God, which one do you want me to be part of? When he's saying, listen, I'm allowing you to see this person hurting. I'm allowing you to see this situation over here. What we have to do is we have to keep our eyes open and our ears open to what we're seeing around us in a day-to-day walk. And that's where God wants us to be active. That's where he wants our obedience to go. That's where he wants our faith to be shown. And so a lot of what happens in our Christian walk is not because we're very neglective. It's just that we haven't been discipled properly. We don't really understand prayer. And so that's why I'm hoping that maybe this uh, podcast here and and, and especially on this topic right here is going to help us to be able to understand a little bit more about prayer and faith. And so that it's not just something we randomly do, but that there's purpose and, and there's meaning behind it. So I pray this has been a blessing to you. I pray it's encouraged you. And I pray that, uh, you know, if, if it has encouraged you, that you would give it a, a rating on whatever platform you're listening to it on, and that you'd write a review. Uh, so that way it'll get out there a little bit more. And maybe you know somebody who's struggling, share it with them. Uh, and most of all, that if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I encourage you to uh, understand that Jesus loved you enough to pay your sin debt on Calvary's cross. He died in your place because uh, he knew you couldn't get to him, so he came to you, died in your place, paid your sin debt. Uh, so you could have eternity with him because he rose from the grave. Um, and if you want to know more about what it means to be saved, I encourage you to contact me. Contact someone that you know is a, is a good follower of Jesus and ask them what it means to be saved. I pray this uh, helps you have a blessed week, encourages you and challenges you. And we look forward to our time next week as we get into another podcast, diving into our faith uh, and our prayer lives.